Welcome to episode three of Reach For More. I am your career mentoring host, Veronica Summer, and you have come to the place to be to become your most successful self and get some business inspiration. Looking at career challenges in 2020, I answer your questions right here every Sunday. Visit summertalent.com for your personal mentoring and send us your questions to office at summertalent.com to be featured on my podcast. Some exciting news I have today is that the summer membership is live and you can become a member for only $2.99 a month with exclusive access to workbooks, video guides, and audio guides. The first week is all about preparing yourself and your portfolio for the next step in your career and preparing yourself for interviews. This membership is all about making education accessible for every woman around the world. So please share it with anyone who needs it. So let's get started and rock your career. Today's topic is where does sexual harassment start? And if you tuned in last week, you know that I had, uh, I was supposed to have a guest on sexual harassment and We recorded that podcast, and after listening to it, just before we were ready to air, uh, she reached out to me and she said, um, you know, this is just, it's really too personal and it's too fresh, and um, I'm just not sure if if I can go out with this, if I'm really ready to go out with it. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm sorry if you guys were, were waiting for that last week, but I respected her decision and, um, either way, I wanted to catch up on this topic because it is something that is really important and that is a big part of my work and what I do. So today we're going to talk about where sexual harassment starts. And, you know, the story of us not airing, it really reminded me of how many women are afraid of saying something. How high is the number of unreported cases? Because the statistics themselves are already so high. So how high is the number of women that don't say anything, that are afraid to step up, and why are they afraid? Um, And I really want to look at some statistics today because I've been so shocked lately with a lot of people that I've talked to, people that I've known for a long time, people that I've worked with, And um, I also wanted to talk about what you can do as a business and as a victim. So, you know, I've done some research also for some other videos, and um, I will be airing a video on YouTube about this topic as well this week. Um, But anyway, doing that research, you know, I found that 54% of women have experienced sexual harassment at work. And that 95% of those men go unpunished, according to women who have reported it. Now, of course, if your success rate is only 5% and you have a 95% chance of probably ruining your career and not getting any help, then why would you talk about it? And this is a huge, a huge problem we still have. Um, And, you know, talking with these people this week, what was really crazy is that A lot of people's reaction, not only men's, but also men's reactions were, well, you know, a lot of women lie and they know they can use sex to their advantage. And I was like, yeah, but that's not the average. I mean, it's not, it's not a 
you know, it's just a misconception that it is a woman's fault if she says something. And it's still, I mean, it still is that way that so many people think that it's like 50-50, right? 50% of women use sex to their advantage and for 50% something might happen. So it's super difficult to make a decision if you're in that position, if you're an HR manager, if you're in a company, it is just super difficult to even know what to do because we're 50-50. So I found something. I found a study in Boston um, and they had a 5.9% false report rate among 136 sexual assault cases. And I, you know, I thought, okay, that's, uh, that's not so much. So let's look at some other stuff. And I looked at studies from uh, the past two years and found that actually there is only a 2.1% rate of false reports. It's only 2%. And I mean, of course we have, it exists, you know, it, women and men. There's both that try to use assaulting somebody of something they didn't do for their own advantage. But the thing is, it is not, it is not the average. And it is something that is so important to understand. And, you know, the other thing is, is that this is not just about sexual harassment. This goes much further. It's all about gender equality in the workplace, and it's about women in general. And I might be going a little bit off topic here because I'm here to be a career mentoring host, but I think that it influences our lives as women so much at home and, and the workplace that this general general misconception of women just has to change. And it's the women that have to change it. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go and say that society has to change because that's not how it works, but it's, it's women themselves that have to change. They have to go and report things. They have to feel worthy of themselves and know when things are not okay and get help. Um, you know, so I looked a little bit deeper into things and actually found that one out of five women are raped in their lifetime. That is 20% of women. I mean, it is, it is just crazy to even look at these numbers. And people are walking around thinking that it's like a 50-50% chance if there was actually, you know, a sexual assault at work. Um, another interesting fact is that uh, the most vulnerable to be sexually assaulted or raped are women between 12 and 34 years old. And uh, that group makes up 69% of victims. And these are things that are just so important to know and understand if you're a business owner, if you're an HR manager, if you're responsible for people in your company. If you're not aware of these things, if you don't have regular and proper training, then how do you know how to react in a situation? And why do we still have this culture of women being afraid to talk to someone? Why do we still have this culture that, not even women, all victims, that we don't have a place where we can go? Because we have a place where we can go if we're sick in general. There is, there's all these policies in place for all these things in a workplace, but there has to be policies in place for sexual harassment as well. And it's, you know, still a very pressing topic. Now, the other thing is that 
it's generally about sexual harassment, but it's also about women in general. And I was so shocked, you know, I still read the Swiss newspaper because uh, I lived there for a long time and somehow I just, it's just still the news I have on my phone. And a couple of days ago, there was an article how in Switzerland, every week a woman is killed in her own home. And it wasn't any different years ago. It wasn't, it wasn't any different when we experienced that as children, when my mom had to experience it. And nothing has changed in the past years. There's awareness, yes, but somehow we still have this, we just still have this perception that, um, or not a perception, but it's still that men just don't get punished enough. Or, or women, you know, but generally that the victims do not have a support system. And I was so shocked. So I looked into a little bit more and actually found that it's not any different in the States. It's not any different in Germany. It's not any different in Austria. You have on an average a woman that is killed once a week. And isn't that too much? Isn't it? Can we just agree that it's still too much? And, um, and that this is a general problem we still have, and it might not be the biggest problem right now in society, but it is for sure something we should be aware of and we should be looking at, and especially in business, it is something that HR managers have to be trained on and CEOs have to be trained on, and they have to know how to react in these situations because you might actually be saving someone's life. And you're building a culture in your company. All these statistics are true for so many Western countries in the world. And um, I looked at some US statistics and it is crazy that in the US, nearly 1 million women have survived being shot by an intimate partner. Those are the latest, the latest statistics. When a million women get shot in their own house. And of course, I mean, I don't want to stand on one side and only say it's women. I, I guess there's a lot of men that get shot too, but that's just not my place. My place is protecting women and talking about, you know, what women go through. And it is, it is just shocking that we have these high, high numbers. Now, getting back to sexual harassment at work and how apparently women like to take advantage of it, who says that women enjoy that? I mean, I've worked with so many women, and especially the ones that are extremely beautiful and pretty and smart, hate the fact if they get advantages because of their looks, because they want to be appreciated for, for their talent and their skills. And they don't want to, they don't want to go further on their career ladder just because of their looks. Um... And according to a study from the Washington Post, 54% of women reported that they had unwanted sexual advantages. And most women who have equal chances and opportunities sometimes don't even realize that that exists. Because here we are talking about a 50-50, you know, percent. Um, but it, it doesn't make them happy if they have an advantage just because of of sex or because of their looks. And 23% of those women reported that the harassers had influence over their work. 
Why would anybody think that a woman enjoys that? Why would anybody think that, especially a woman with a female energy who has a caring and loving and opening energy, right? That's what we women are. Men are protective and and have a, a completely different set of of um, of an energetic level, where a woman is somebody that lets more in and and needs might need more harmony in her life. I mean, depends. We're all different. But still, why would anybody think that a woman would enjoy that and <laughs> to being controlled constantly just for being in some kind of position? Men are more likely to be that way. Men are more likely to be happy with having power and being in a high position and not really caring if somebody else has control over them. Most women are not that way. Women are not going to be happy just because they're in a position of power or they have a certain title if somebody else has control over them and has a major influence on what they want to achieve. Why would anybody want that? Getting into a position where you have power and you have influence, but then you're being controlled by somebody else. That is not a typical female behavior. And I think we have to start understanding that that is really not what women want. So... I hope we can just be realistic here and open our eyes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it really is about more. It's about gender inequality and the, the way that generally women are treated and the chances that women have and why they also become a certain way and behave and react in a certain way in the business world. Because not always and not everyone, but sometimes they're almost forced to be that way. Um, and, you know, on a global average, women make 23% less than men. The highest gap is 37%. And those are black women in America, which actually are the most educated demographic, but still are amongst the highest pay gaps in the world. Higher is only South Asia with 45%. And there is only six countries that have equal legal work rights in the entire world. And it's actually shocking to look at the top 10 of pay gap countries because you will find the US, you will find the UK, you will find Germany, you will find Austria. And we live in our little worlds and we think that, oh, well, you know, that doesn't affect us. And you might be lucky. You might be lucky to be working in a company where it doesn't affect you. I was lucky to work for companies where I was able to, to create and, and build a culture where that was not the case. But still, laws have to change. And we have to realize that if our general laws are built in a way that women are unequally treated, that we have a problem with a lot of other things and sexual harassment being amongst them. Now, if you know me... <laughs> then you know I like to see things from a positive perspective and I think that we can only that we can only cure things with love. I believe you can't fight wars with wars and um, I also don't want to go over the rails here but I just thought it was so important to point this out and talk about it and you know open our eyes and also for victims to realize that they're not alone. Um, we have to have a positive perspective 
and change things from within. It's all about empowering women. It's not about pointing fingers at others. If you're a business or you're an HR manager or you're in a position um, of power and you have certain responsibilities, there's things that you can do that are pretty easy, you know, and are very important though and have a huge impact. What is good, good to know, is that the amount of rape is rather low in a, in a business setting. You only have 8% of actual rape at the workplace. But there is still a very high amount of sexual harassment. And if you watched The Morning Show, I mean, it's such an amazing show. And I recommend it to everybody because it, it really shows what can go on in the background and what is happening and, um, you know, how, how women can behave. So... What you want to do as a business or an HR manager is you want to have a sexual harassment policy in place and you want to review it several times a year. An older policy might not mention social media or have outdated instructions on how to report an incident. And it's important that you just point out that this is something that is important to you and that there's no place for it. If you think about somebody who is willing to sexually harass somebody else, they're a person who is willing to cross boundaries. And if there are no boundaries and there's nothing to cross, then it makes it even easier. Um, the second thing you can do is train your employees. It is so important to show your people that you are aware of sexual harassment and that it is not accepted in your company. And also that you train your victims on how to react. Because when something happens, and I'll, I'll get to that in a little bit. When something happens, very often victims don't actually know what to do and how to react. And if they've been trained on that before, then it is much easier for them to find help. And, you know, if you can only prevent one case with training, then it was already worth it. Um, and not having training, not having policies in place may make you look like that you just have a harassment tolerant culture. And that is for sure not something that you want. It is your responsibility as a company. Victims have no legal obligation to report sexual harassment to their employers. But if management witnesses harassment and they fail to take action, then they can be held liable for it. And it is something that you want to take seriously and it is something that you just want to have in the back of your mind. Now, if you are in a position where you're going to be dealing with the victims, then Let's not forget the building blocks of our legal system, which is in dubio prodeo, which means when in doubt, for the accused. And that is exactly what you should do as a company. Because as I mentioned, it's not 50-50, right? We have a really high percentage of cases that actually happen, and we have also a very high percentage of harassers that go unpunished. So it is your job to separate the victim from the harasser without people noticing it. And you have to protect the, the victim. I mean, things you can do is offering them to work from home or paid leave can also be an option. But it is your responsibility to find a solution that works in that moment. Another thing is observing. So watching what is happening and if there are other victims. If you have a close connection to your employees, you will notice if things are off. Um, but the important thing here is also that you care and do something about it. Be willing to terminate the accuser. You know, by firing someone, you also send out a message to the entire team. 
And these are small steps, but they're super, super important. And they can have, they can really have a life-changing impact on, on one person and maybe on, on more. And if we look at the the whole morning show story, then they think that somebody's trying to be nice to them. It is somebody who's in power, somebody who they trust. And it is so common that victims live in denial. First they're shocked and then they move to denial. And those responses are completely normal. And that is why it is so important to get help. Addressing the issue or leaving the work environment is the only way to go. You know, people that fall in love or respect somebody and those harassers make them feel like they're something very special. Um, It's always the same game. (laughs) It's always the same game. Someone who is vulnerable and open and trusts others and has respect for authority um, is more likely to be taken advantage of. And I think that we also have to protect that in a way. We have to protect that part of our of our emotional lives. Because, I mean, if that dies out, then we're all just going to be miserable people that don't trust each other. <laughs> and, um, you know, especially people who don't care um, or only care about themselves, their own power and their own standing, they're always going to try to cross those boundaries. And it is your job as a company to create a culture where that is not not allowed. I hope that we will have a chance to do this interview soon because I think it's really, really important, <clears throat> you know, when, when people are ready to actually share their story, it's also very healing. And that is something you can do as a victim is to talk to somebody. You can find help, you can talk to somebody, Um, accepting what happened and journaling and most importantly stop blaming yourself because the minute you feel that something is wrong something is wrong and that is the minute where you need to talk to someone and have someone put it in perspective for you and you know there's a very very small percentage of of people that will have a wrong perception of what happened and will over-dramatize things. But as we saw in those statistics, it is a small, small percentage. And that is where you need to get help, and there is help. Um, And also very important is about empowering women to be able to talk about this. There's so many things happening in the world right now with female empowerment. And I have the feeling this is just, it is something that is coming out more and more, but is also something that is secretly accepted in the workplace. We have great shows coming out right now. It is a topic, but there's much more talk on periods on social media and on YouTube channels, which is great. I love watching those videos where they put diapers on men and make them understand what a period feels like. But anyway, there has to be room for this too. I really hope that this served you and that you will rethink the next time before you might accuse somebody of a certain behavior at the workplace and that you look into your your sexual harassment policies if you are a business owner or an HR manager or CEO. Thank you so much for being here today. I hope you tune in next week. Um, 
I have some interesting topics coming up and I am going to be announcing the the launch of the membership also so stay tuned check out Facebook and head over to summertalent.com and have a great week have a great start be powerful be awesome rock your career and let me know your thoughts on Facebook at summer talent global and don't forget to send in your questions to office at summertalent.com stay awesome hear you soon